I had someone in a supportive um, guidance role that was not supportive of me going with this this direction. They're like, you know, counselors don't make a lot of money. You need to be something else, right? And um, so I had to like overcome multiple barriers to really be like, no. But I really listened to that internal, you know, voice saying, nope, this is it. And I really wasn't going to take no for an answer. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. Welcome to Humanly Possible, a podcast focused on small shifts that can make epic differences in our lives and at work. I'll introduce our guest, and I'm so excited because I admire this person who we've, I've recently met and I'm honored to have on the show. Terry Cargilla is a transformational life strategist, the founder of Creative Counseling Center, and talking with Terry, best-selling author of Be the Magic of You, Tools to Transform Your Life, with a foreword written by Jack Canfield. She's a coach with Forbes and a premier success coach with eWomen Network. Terry is also the creator of several motivational products to be a further contribution to her clients and her community. Terry's a thought leader in female empowerment and entrepreneurship, and as a licensed counselor and transformational life strategist coach for over two decades, she has counseled thousands of people living unfulfilled, mediocre lives feeling weighed down and overwhelmed. So she combined her counseling background with energy psychology and applied the principles of the law of law of attraction to transform people's lives by clearing the unconscious blocks that hold us back. I can't wait to dig into all of that. And there's so much to unpack there. Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Yes, it's delightful to be here. Thank you. So I had the pleasure of meeting you at um, Cami's uh, event. And then I got a chance to be on your podcast. And now yeah. you are on my podcast. So we're doing all kinds of little meet, meet cutes, I guess you can call it. And I'm uh, glad because we're getting to know a little bit about each other. And this is great. So I'm excited to introduce you to uh, my audience, my world, and get everybody to let, uh, let everybody get to know you. Uh, yeah. I'm going to dig right in. And, okay, let's uh, do it. We're going to go right for it. You ready? Okay, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's, as you know, this is all about shifts and shifts in our life. And you've had several w shifts and turns and ways that you've created, uh, you know, as, as I just mentioned, just transformations for yourself. Yeah. Um, what's one thing in your life that felt small at the time, but ended up being a big shift for you? Yeah. I mean, I think about uh, several different ones um, very, very early on. Um, of course, I had no awareness at the time until like much later. And then I was like, oh, you know, that 2020 and you're putting the pieces back together, right? And one of the most powerful, because it was such a trajectory change for me, um, was um, when I was in... I must have been a oh, sophomore in high school. Um, I There were six of us, three girls and three boys that were um, nominated for becoming a peer counselor. So what I didn't know is that we were going to go to Washburn University, which is like the Mecca in Kansas for... Um, 
social work. And so we, as a sophomore in high school, got trained um, under these three-hour day, you know, all intensive day um, trainings to be a counselor. And um, I loved it. Like absolutely loved it. But it wasn't until I think it was later that year, um, I was in charge of the fifth and sixth grade. So I'd go over and have lunch with them, connect with them, collaborate with them and just get to know me. And and pretty soon um, we had a fifth grader come to me and tell me that her sixth grade friend was going to commit suicide. And uh, she had a plan and it was pretty involved. There was a babysitter. Her parents were going to be out of town. There was a babysitter that was involved and she had this really kind of scripted out way of which she was going to do this. So we intervened with myself and the teacher and some other people from the school. And I truly felt like that we saved this girl's life. Like it was just one of those moments where it was like, whoa, like, you know, we got the girl hospitalized and, you know, back on track. But it was one of those moments where when you think about your, your sophomore year in high school, like, gosh, how old are you? I don't know, 15, 16 years old, maybe, maybe, yeah, 14. And I remember going, this is it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? And I had my own struggles and challenges to get there because a long story, but um, I had um, um, someone in a supportive um, guidance role that was not supportive of me going with this, this direction. And they're like, you know, counselors don't make a lot of money. You need to be something else, right? And um, so I had to like overcome multiple barriers to really be like, no. But I really listened to that internal you know, voice saying, nope, this is it. And I really wasn't going to take no for an answer. But that was a, 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 a small... A, it felt small, but it, it changed the way I was going, I mean, the whole schooling, everything. Cause I wanted to become either a private investigator and work in New York city, like, <laughs> or I wanted to become a cosmetologist. Like those are the things I was like, okay, what do I, do I become a private investigator or a cosmetologist? <laughs> and then I ended up like choosing this career. And, and that really changed. Like it was like the stepping stone for the rest of my life. Right. So it just was powerful. Wow. Yeah, that I, I would imagine that that would change and impact you for for a long time, especially, you know, how impactful we are in middle school. I mean, that's such an early age. Um, and then you had someone who was telling you that you shouldn't, couldn't, yeah. wouldn't amount to to or or I guess not amount to, but you wouldn't ever make something of yourself in this direction that you chose. I kind of like to circle back to that what 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 not that you have to name the person but what what was the the thing there that was then pushing you to saying no i need to go do this how did you make it past that and 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 then go still do that yeah you know what so interesting enough i in our school we had um in our junior year we had three we had three opportunities to do job shadowing and um the person that was the mentor, I should say, um, he was like, well, you should go and um, interview or uh, job shadow an attorney, a defense attorney. <laughs> and at the time, I was extraordinarily shy and I was... Um, I was terrified as public speaking. Now I'm not that way anymore, but like at the time didn't ma- didn't didn't match. And I went and I went and I've job job shot of that person. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like mortified. I was like, oh my gosh. It was it was aggressive. They were yelling in the courtroom. I wish it was just, I was like, Ugh. like it just made me anxious. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, well, you need to go job shadow a um an accountant. <laughs> And I apologize for any accountants or CPAs listening to me right now. I apologize. 
I don't think those words should ever be used in the same sentence, like job shadowing and accountant. <laughs> it was like torture. Um, just watching someone else like crunch numbers, right? So not in alignment. And by the way, I was dyslexic. And so me and accounting, like, oh my goodness, I remember like it was such a struggle for me. And I'm like, this is not gonna work. And then there's like fine pieces of paper that you'd have to like, you know, do the you know, checks and balances on. Oh my goodness. So I was like, nope, not going to work. And then one day there was a lady who was, um, we had, I went to a small school. So there was a lady that was a school counselor and she worked at three different schools. And one day I said, Hey, what do you do? And she's like, well, this is what I do. And she starts telling me, and I was like, Oh, I would love to come and see what you do. And so I kind of went around this person which I understand was not cool, but I was just eager. Like, I feel like it was curiosity and eagerness. Okay. Like I feel it as a, as a positive thing. Um, so I went through and I, and I got permission from her cause she was, um, she was, um, another, she was another individual that was, she got employed by another school. So I got the opportunity to, to go and get permission and sign the releases and all that fun stuff. And I was able to go and I spent from, eight in the morning until three 30 in the afternoon. And I was in love and I was just like, here it is. You know, I just, and then after that, I just started pursuing that. So during that time, I, um, this person unfortunately was not supportive of figuring out college. I was a first time generation student, first generation college student. So I had to figure it out. Like I just, but you know what, when I look back, so in your great. family, in your family, you were a first time yeah, first generation oh, in my wow. entire family. Wow. Into my entire yeah. family. Yeah. And so I just had to figure it out, which I am when I look back to that moment, so stinking grateful because I I feel like it gave me that like that skill, right? That I had to figure things out. And so there's many times where I'm like, what? And I'm like, okay, nope, it, I can figure this out. Like it, there's a, there's a solution here, right? And so I just got to get more creative or I got to go, you know, so I, it just pushes me. And so I so grateful for that experience, had to figure it out from there, got my, my undergrad. Then I got my master's degree, built a private practice. It now has grown and become owner independent, which just means I've, I spend about two hours a month um, in that company. And then that's given me the freedom to do what I truly feel called to do, which is the talking with Terry, where I'm getting to travel and speak and podcast and, you know, launch products. And just like, I just feel like I'm going to have a bigger impact um, from that, but it was like literally like a stepping stone. Like this path was like all kind of, you know, designed for me. It mm. feels like I love that what you just said designed for me. That that's yeah. such a a, a powerful uh, sentence or or a statement. Yeah. When when you did make it into uh, becoming a therapist, and you you were expressing yourself that way, or or becoming. Um, finding yourself as as a therapist. Tell me about that. What what was that like? As you were just entering into this new field and you were uh, starting out, what did yeah. that feel like? You know, I think everyone who starts out in pretty much any profession has that like moment of like your massive growth. You're like you're super eager. You're super you're super um, like hungry, right? For like knowledge, right? And just like you're eating up everything, and you're taking every class and getting certified. Like I think I had three three licenses plus I don't know five or six certifications. Like just so eager, right? And then 
you know, going through that process of finding out who I was, my style, my techniques, like, and over the time that even morphed because then I realized, well, I, I was, I was moving more and more away from the traditional therapy because I found other ways, right? I found other ways to help people faster. And so I was like, oh, like if we combine like these brain and we combine some more of the quantum physics and we can, you know, like, and we don't have to like, I don't have to hear the backstory. Um, I think it was one of those moments of talking about another moment that was a big shift for me was I had this doctor that referred a client to me and she'd been, this person had been in therapy for 26 years. The first year she was in therapy two to three times a week. And she had retired two therapists um, because they had retired. And then she was on her third or no, the fourth one was, I don't know, transitioning or I'm not sure what, what was going on, but that's how she got referred to me. And I, and she's like the first day she was like, you know, I need to tell you my story. And I'm like, you know, like you've been in therapy for a really long time. I just don't know that that's probably the best approach. Were you willing to try something different? And, you know, someone who had been in therapy for that long a time, she was willing to try something because she was desperate for anything. Right. Right. And so I ended up introducing her to some whole different concepts and I didn't need to know the information for me to help support her and her brain to get back on track. And so we ended up having six sessions total. And the very last session, it was so funny because she was like, I feel like I didn't get to tell you my story. And so I said, okay, like what, tell me your story. And she had this amazing epiphany. She shared me a story within like, like under a minute and a half, told me her story, which she had never done before. Like usually it's like 14 sessions later, like I've told my story, right? But she told her story and she had this epiphany during while she was sharing it. She's like, oh my goodness, I have such profound gratitude um, for XYZ happening. And now, and it just totally gave her a different perspective and shift where yes, it was a horrible, awful, traumatic experience that she went through. And I've never negate that experience. Um, but she was able to get on the other side of it and see, have more awareness around how that served her and her life. And I just got chills just talking about it, but just how it served her in a, in a higher good. And there was more that came from it. And that shifted the way it, you know, it was a ripple effect because that shifted and pivoted her ability to offer and support more people um, just ba- based on going through that. So it's just it was really profound. Um, again, those little shifts that make a, a, a big difference. Yeah. That's I, what I love about that is that she was able to see a new way out of her perpetual cycle. Yeah. And you were able to show her that. And because of your constant never ending ability to search for new ways to innovate, um, which is what I'm taking away from this and looking at um, ways to serve that for your patients that allowed her to do that. Uh, Just kind of diving in even deeper, I'm curious about what is it first, and then I kind of want to get to the innovation part, but what is it first about just humans in general and how therapy works that they that we need to go to to someone to have someone listen um how does i mean on, on the big picture level i get it but what how does that cognitively how does that work and and why does it work or why does it not work you know i think one one very important piece is the validation right i, I should say two like one is that creating that safety because you know, I specialize in working with folks that had come from the worst of the worst, like horrible, horrendous trauma. 
Um, and there's, there was no sense of safety. So, you know, it's, it's reestablishing that sense of safety, but also that validation is important. And also the awareness because so often, well, I'm not, I, I, I take that back. The first eight years of our life is being our unconscious programming is being formed. Okay. So the first eight, li- eight years of our life is shaping. If you think about the reptilian part of the brain and our brain forms, forms from the reptilian part of the brain up to the frontal cortex of the brain. So anything that we um, were experiencing has a direct impact on the rest of the way in which our brain is being formed. Okay. So it's really important to know because if we, in, if folks in, um, grew up in a strong foundation, um, strong family, there was no abuse. Um, there it was, it was, you know, had the, it had its moments, right? I haven't found a perfect family or perfect situation yet, but it, I'm still searching. That person might be out there, but you know, if it, if it's pretty, if it was pretty, um, safe, Okay, the brain forms very differently than it does when the brain is under a threat or under attack. And it's like, I'm not sure, you know, this, it's the, the environment is chaotic. So the baby very quickly learns, ooh, chaotic. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be able to get my needs and my wants met. And so we start to learn that in the first eight years of our lives. That is the foundation that we then go through life with that lens, right? And so, and, and people can go through life with a powerful, you know, upbringing and then something kind of throws them off, you know, in that, that next section or something, and it can have a, a real big impact. So I think that there's this, this knowing of, okay, I, I know I need help because I'm, I'm, not, I'm that unconscious programming is, really running the show. And until we have that awareness of like, gosh, it doesn't feel right, that they need someone to help support them to kind of unpack it, to make sense of it, to help reframe it. Like, I can't tell you how much I spend time just reframing it. Everyone's like, you're so good at this. But it like is literally like natural. It's like, an, it's like such a default for me because it's like, oh, like I've had to do so much for myself, but also for the folks that I serve. It's like, let's reframe this. Let's give it a different perspective, right? And as soon as we can get that perspective change, is really where the transformation can happen. That's really where the new insights, the new behaviors, the new habits can be created from. Because I don't believe that if we don't have that, it's not going to... Because we have no awareness that there's a problem or there's a, a challenge or there's a... you know. So I think that that's a key and really helping support that. And if we can do it in ourselves, I always tell people, like, go for it. But so often we're talking about the unconscious. And so when we're talking about the unconscious, we're not even aware of it until it comes to the conscious level. Does that make sense? So that's where the value of that other person, you know, comes in, you know, even any modality, whether it's CBT, it's e- you know, EFT, it's EMDR, it's art therapy, it's dance movie. I mean, it's like all the thousands of modalities that there are, it's in a sense, projecting out whatever we're experiencing. So the other person has some insight about it and help to shift it and help to transform it for that individual. Wow. Um, so the the innovations within all of that, that you were talking about going back to that lady, um, yeah. so shorten it down to the six sex, sex, uh, six sessions yeah. um, and then into the one and a half minutes that she explained it. How does that work? How did you, how did you weave that into such a shorter time frame for her? So I use a lot of outside the box tools. So I will combine um, energy psychology. I'll, I'll combine some tapping. I'll combine um, some various clearing statements. 
Um, and it's really tapping into the unconscious because it's almost like our neural pathways. Now I'm, I'm using my hands, but I'm showing like these neural pathways, how they connected, like this means this, right? And um, when those are connected in the brain, it's really hard for those to like find a different reality, right? So when we when we can break those patterns, right? In those, it's really reprogramming. It's a reprogramming of the brain, and we can find that okay, well, this equals this new reality, right? It's profound, and so I've used a lot of different ways, and because I'm like, I don't need to know the why um, it happened, or I don't need to know the why, and so I'm like, are you willing to? Are you willing to let go of that? And so I'll do some clearing statements um, for clients, especially now when I'm working with entrepreneurs. Um, it's amazing to see like how much um, entrepreneurs are holding themselves back with this other stuff, right? There, I think there's an old saying that says like, you know, um, the best um, personal development you'll ever have is having your own business, right? Because everything comes up, everything comes to the surface and everything is being exposed because if it wasn't exposed, it's going to come exposed now. And so um, that's what I love doing is helping people break those patternings that's not serving them. And it served, and I, don't get me wrong, Everything that we've gone to, I truly believe serves us in some sort of way, right? Um, you know, whatever that might be, like me being terrified of speaking served me some to some way because there was a pivotal moment in my life that I said, I got to change this, right? That change was like, okay, but it served me up to this point, right? And then at some point, these behaviors, these things stop serving us, right? And so that's where oftentimes people continue on their life still having this story or this um, this event not not taking care of that and it stops serving them so then that's when it starts in my opinion starts sabotaging and 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 so when we can address that and we can eliminate that it doesn't have to have its power over us in sabotaging you know our success and our ability to impact more people because at the end of the day and kind of like what your work and your legacy has been is like the impact right the impact that we can have on an individual and if i can work with someone and have them impact 50 people yay for me right if i can if i can work with someone and they have an impact on 500 million people right like it's just and i think in the backdrop of this conversation that we're having in our kind of our world right I think we need more people to to say, you know what, I'm going to play a bigger game because I'm going to bring up 50, you know, thousand people with me, right? And I think that in this time, we need more of the light workers to step forward and really, you know, be of service. Oh, so true. So true. Um, yes to everything you just said. I'm so on board with all of that. And, and I'm also curious now... Um, you are, you are now, um, yeah, not, not evolving. You've, you've also, um, in, you are inclusive of, uh, as a coach. And so now I'd love for you to describe your coaching and how this all fits into the difference. I always describe coaching and therapy because people always ask me, like, are you going to therapize me? And I'm like, not even closely trained to that. You need to go see a therapist if, and I've worked with people that see a therapist and a coach. Uh, and I'm sure you have too, um, you know, where they're going to work on your past and we're going to work on your present and future. And, um, and that's how I've described it. So I'm curious how you're now adapting and adopting or if not like doing both or how is that working for you? And how do you transform? How do you, how are you looking to help tra- people transform in your coaching? Yeah. So I've left the counseling behind. I mean, obviously that's 
that's part of that piece. Um, but now I've moved into that coaching piece full heartedly. Um, and I, what I found so, um, what I love so much about this is like the having the business aspect of it, right? Um, because I definitely, I mean, I mean, I kind of joke that I, I, I'm i speaking at the university next week and I tell people like I'm speaking for their business business class. And I'm like, I let people know like, I do not have an MBA, but I absolutely love business. I love talking about business. I love, you know, the systems and structures and like, I understand it. And I, so I love combining that piece into it because I understand that, right? But it's like, okay, so um, back in the day in, in therapy, it was like, it was so great to be like, okay, here's, here's anxiety. Now I have tons of anxiety five times a week, four panics, you know, you know, in a month, and then I have none. Right. So, but now I get to directly relate this to our business. So it's like, okay, I was performing here when we met. And now with clearing these things out now, like one of my clients, I mean, she has um, increased her business by about 70% in a course of a year that, I mean, she's just like, right. Like it's, it's incredible. Like, right. So now I can like tell her, I'm like, Oh, look at this. Like by, by clearing this piece out, um, now we're able to do this. Right. So again, I go into like, what are the challenges, barriers and blocks? Okay. And there's usually, I feel like kind of like five major ones that almost every entrepreneur faces, whether that's the imposter syndrome, just fear, um, getting overwhelmed, self-sabotage, or um, just getting stuck, like just in their own way. Right. So I'll look at, you know, what are those areas and we'll clear those pieces out. And the second thing that I do, which I love, 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 because I feel like this is where I hope part of my legacy will lay is that when they leave, I will teach them to tools. Like I give them concrete tools to say, here's how we can create more. And and these are based on universal principles. So, you know, it is universal law. It's it's available to all of us. Right. Um, But I give them tools that they can be like, okay, now I'm going to go create on demand. And when I was, when I was um, calling the name of my book, because my book is called Be the Magic of You, that actually... I had a way different title. And, but I was starting to listen to my clients and my clients kept saying, I feel magical. I feel like I can create on demand. I feel like I have a magic wand. And I was like, huh, I wonder. Because when we, when we're equipped with the tools that are specially designed in the universal laws, we can actually create on demand. Right. And it's, and I just, that's my part that I love the most because when people leave, from the work that they do with me, they still are equipped with those tools and they can have those tools as long as they're willing to use them, right? And they can now continue to create um, on demand, you know, once we're once we're done, right? Because a lot of coaches, my expertise, like so my current coach, like when I'm done with her, her expertise ends, like, right? Like her knowledge in this certain area ends for me, right? But this is something that will continue to, you know, grow and expand, which I love. And you're you're talking about that you have a coach. Yeah, um, I have a coach, but like when when we're done, because she's so she's no so niched in what I hired her for, that when I'm communicating with her, like that her knowledge that that's the that's the um the comment uh what's, what I want to call uh yeah she's a niche coach that yeah. uh, is helping and so you when I leave her like that knowledge is done like I'm I'm like I'm not taking that forward right. Some of the things that she's taught me, you know, about business, sure, that that's going to continue to grow. But, but for the most part, like it's done, right? So that's what I love helping people is like something that they will continue to have that knowledge and experience and continue to create. 
So I had a client, we ended um, back in January and she wrote me three months later and she'd increased her, she can continue to increase her business by 30%. Um, just by continuing to use the tools that we taught her. And I'm like, that is so cool. Like an additional 30%. And I'm not even in the picture. Like that is what makes me excited because it will continue to grow because that means that they're going to continue to impact. So, Wow. Some really cool, uh, cool shifts and outcomes. I'm going to close out on one, one big question. And that's what's an unintentional uh, outcome you may have faced and how did you create from that place? An unintentional outcome. Well, I mean the 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 quick the one that's the most recent um, was that happened last in September. So I'm a I like to have what I call targets. So I have a direction. I'm like, okay, here's my targets, and I'm but I'm also open and being expansive to whatever else shows up in my life. So um, I have a direction on where I know I'd like to create and stuff, and. Um, Last in September, I had like, I hadn't, it was not on my list, my bucket list, my target list, or whatever to have a podcast. And it literally, like, just like, it was so unintentional that it was just like, it just fell into place, like, so effortless. And then it was like, and then I just was like, oh, I guess I'm going to run with this, right? Like, it was so, like, again, not planned out, not intentional. And then it has just, but when I look back at my life, I, Almost like I'm like that makes sense, like because what the next thing that that brought makes complete sense. Does that make sense? So I'm still kind of like, like in this moment of like, like I'm baffled, like like yeah, because someone just talked to me. Like, they're like, where did you get the idea from? I was like, I'm like, I don't know. Like I don't know. Like it wasn't like intentional. It wasn't. And then it like literally like I feel like when I was saying by design, it's like I really feel like that I'm in so much alignment that it's being orchestrated for me, and I'm like, oh, that that now makes sense. And I just went with it, right? And so, and I just played with it. So I figured it out. I had a great team that was helping me support me, and we launched that. and And that's been um, it's it's opened up other doors that will be launching other things as a result of that. Again, it was a moment of like that unintentional piece that was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for for everyone listening, um, uh, Terry and I were talking before we got on about her new virtual conference and how things were just flowing right now. Yeah. And I think that's that's what you're kind of referring to and how flow just is happening right now for yeah. you. And how maybe maybe uh, also that podcast was in flow. It was like an unintentional outcome is what kind of what I'm taking away from that. And, yeah. and it's yeah. kind of so neat when that happens that we don't need to plan for things and they just come up and we just say yes to them instead of trying to say we why why but I need to plan this. I need to yeah. I need to I need to take this on and really like this needs to be sick, mapped out for six months. I must map it. I must plan yes. it. I must do this. Yes. And instead, why not just, you know, go just with go flow. with it. Yes. And let's just, you know, go with the flow as they say. So I love that. Um well, this has been awesome. I, I love seeing the the progress and transition and transformation, all the things that you've done. Um, and you've got all these other things in the works. Uh, give everybody just where can they find you and what's next that they can look forward to. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to make an announcement on here that, um, it's, uh, really under the wraps. Okay. So your audience will get to hear the, hear it first. Um, so where to find me? Um, you can find me at talkingwithterry.com. 
All my social media links are all listed there. You can also find me on my podcast, Talking with Terry. And um, you know, if your audience they want to grab a copy of my free book, they can do so at be the magic of you.com. And what up what is up next for me that will be rolling out in the next few months here? It will be my own TV show. So I'm excited. Wow. Wow. Is and uh, and that's gonna be on uh, something that we can all watch online or yeah. has good. Yeah. Yeah, we're still Very working cool. at the details. So, but we we've made it official. But now it's just a matter of like getting all the details in. Oh, so in, cool! So. And so I created cool. my own studio, so my studio is set up, and it's it's ready to rock and roll. Oh my gosh, so exciting! Yeah, so exciting. So we'll have um, we'll have all the all these links in the show notes. Everybody can can grab. Uh, please go grab the book and and take a look at everything on her site and connect up and. And we're looking forward to seeing the TV show and everything come to life. Thank you so yeah. much, Terry, for being on on uh, Humanly Possible and for sharing of yourself. I really appreciate it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It's a delight to reconnect with you here again. You as well. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.